Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. I'm so excited for today's episode. I say that in front of every episode, but today I'm super pumped because I have two friends in front of me that are here that are joining me. Um, We actually met, well, one of the friends here, I met at a friend's wedding and then she has a sibling who I met on Instagram. So (laughs) (laughs) it all works, you know, it's exciting, but um, I'm super excited to have these two people on the podcast today because they're just so on fire for the Lord. Like I'm so pumped um, to just hear what God is going to speak to them about today and just what they're going to share for you all. And hopefully that's an encouragement for you guys. So um, welcome to the podcast, guys. Oh, thanks so much Thank for having you. us. Yes. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, I mean it when I say it, like you guys are just on fire for the Lord. Like truly, like I, I read your Instagram posts, I see your stories and I'm just like, this is what following Christ looks like. Like there are so many people out there that, you know, they're following the Lord, but their actions don't line up or their words don't line up. But like you guys truly I, I just met you today, but like, I don't know. I just, I feel the Lord's spirit and just his joy and his love. So um, yeah, you guys are doing awesome, doing great things. Thank you. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Well, um, today we are going to be talking about a topic that I've never talked about on the podcast. And uh, so it's going to be a fun one. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, but before we do that, the first question I have that I ask all my guests are, what has been the thing that God has been teaching you lately? <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's been it's been a unique season actually the last I'd say 2 months is what uh it's I've been learning this lesson and it's it really comes down to the simplicity of we're children of God. Mm-hmm. Um and it's been a unique journey in learning that over these last 2 months different scenarios that have come up um different situations and people that have uh been a part of kind of speaking into my life in that way and um, just realizing that we really are sons and daughters of the Lord Most High. And we've we've got a heavenly father who who loves us, who cares for us. And he's the greatest father uh, figure that ever has or ever will exist and is just a, a powerful example of what it means to, to love mm-hmm. um, and to show that. Um, and kind of right alongside with that, uh, has just been realizing my need for the Holy spirit in my life. It's, I've, there's been different scenarios, different things that have come up and, and different struggles in life. And I'm like, why am I, well, I'm missing this or this or this and looking, you know, in Galatians, like those are the fruits of the spirit that I need more of right mm-hmm. there. It's like, Lord, I don't know what it needs, what needs to happen what you need to do, what it looks like, how it happens, but you just need to, I need your spirit. Fill me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Purify me, whatever's in the way of that taking place, and just fill me with your spirit Mm -hmm. because, man, I just need that. So those are the, I guess, two things, but I've been kind of interesting to to walk through recently. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, the Lord has been, I would say, for probably the last year, but especially over these last few months, that spiritual warfare has been a very big theme in my life and learning how to not, not be scared of it, not run from it, but how to actually engage in it as a daughter of the most high. And the Lord has opened up my eyes to see the, to see the heavenly realm in a way that I've never really seen before. Mm -hmm. And when you see what is actually going on in the spiritual realm and have your eyes shifted from just looking at how things look on the earth, it completely changes the way you live your life, the way you reason through every scenario. And my prayer life has changed so much Mm -hmm. because of the things that God has revealed to me and the things that he has asked me to take a stand for and to believe for. They look 
impossible on this earth, but we don't reason from the earth because we've been given a new mind. Mm -hmm. And there is so much that goes on in the spiritual realm every day that we have no idea Mm -hmm. about because all Mm -hmm. we see is, oh, well, look at all these messes on the earth and this is hopeless and this is too far gone. And that's not how children of God are supposed to reason because he says he's Lord over the impossible. And we Mm -hmm. are to come and present our requests before him Mm -hmm. and believe that we have what we ask of him. And so it's, it's been amazing and has grown my faith so much, but you also have to be very, very prepared for attacks from the enemy when you choose to stay, when you choose to take a stand for truth in the heavenly realm. And so it's been a lot of learning how to um, deal with backfire from the enemy that comes from that, but also learning my position in Christ and that he is under the feet of Jesus. And if God's spirit lives inside of me, then he is under my feet as well. And so there is there's nothing that can come at us as children of God that has not already been defeated by our king. So it's just it's kind of hard to explain all that because I'm still learning so much of it, but it has changed my my reasoning, my decision making, my prayer life and mm-hmm. so much of the way that I used to think through things. Yeah. Wow. Guys, both of you sharing this, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm already just feeling so hard for God. Like, wow, that's so cool. Man. Yeah, and you know, it's so interesting to see like having our minds, you know, being in line with the Lord, like mm-hmm. that mind of Christ that you talked about, but then being children of God, like both of you talked about and just walking in that identity. Mm-hmm. It, it's so powerful to realize like, yeah, you're right. There's nothing that the enemy can do to attack us, to get us to um, distract us from the Lord. He can try his best, but mm-hmm. it's not going to work if we stand in this place of, okay, I have the mind of Christ right. and then I know who I am. Like I know my identity and I'm going to walk out in that. So um, I just, I love that. And I think with what both of you shared, it can kind of tie into what we're going to talk about today with being different from the world and being set Mm -hmm. apart um, as children of God. And so um, that is what we're going to talk about today. So let's break down what it means to live set apart lifestyles for the Lord. What does that mean exactly? Yeah, that's a... It's a unique question. And, you know, we were talking earlier when we first got here, kind of just, well, getting to know you. Uh, we were talking about the church we go to, which we've been at for like, what, a decade years, now, yeah. just about. Um, and it's a it's a huge theme, actually, that mm-hmm. our uh, executive pastor and, and his wife specifically um, talk about. But I still feel like even thinking about it, I'm like, man, it's still so, there's still so much to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet it's so, but when I'm also thinking about it, I'm like, it's so simple. It really comes down to, to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was this morning thinking about, um, thinking about that question. And it was actually, First Peter 2.9 is what I, I thought of and I, I looked it up. I'll just read it real quick. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. So that you may proclaim the excellence of who of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous marvelous light. Um, sorry, I tripped up on that a little bit, but I think that's really honestly where it starts in my mind is that's what you're what you were just talking about, Dana. Is you know spiritually speaking, in terms of the spiritual realms, set apart. One, we are not in darkness anymore. As, as children of God, we're now living in light. We're, we're, we're in a new kingdom, if, as it were, mm-hmm. if, if you will. And now, practically, now here we are on earth, and it's definitely not feeling very uh, Christian-focused, uh, <laughs> if you will. It's like, what is going on in this world right now? Um, so how, what does that look like? And I, I think that'll be interesting for us to break down, but... Um, starting with what is the mind of Christ um, is it's Romans, I think 12, right. Being uh, not to be um, conformed, mm-hmm. uh, but be transformed, have that mind. Yeah. Um, and so what does that look like? And I think that's really what it comes down to because we can get, in, I feel like we can get into the, the, the little pieces of it where it's like, okay, well don't do this and don't live. Then we were talking about earlier, right. It's like, well, do you wear, do, should women wear skirts? Or are they allowed to wear jeans? Like, okay, that's not, I don't think that's what this is. It's more, where is that heart at? Mm-hmm. Where, what is the focus um, of your, of your soul? Where, where's that gaze at? Mm-hmm. And then be, once you, 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 once you focus on that, once you get that aligned, 
everything else become it begins to make sense and it's mm-hmm. going to look a little different it's not and we were talking about that also earlier right it's like there's not this grid that it fits in necessarily um and the spirit is so gracious to to lead and guide us in that but do we have the mind of christ what is that lord transform my mind like daily yeah. right it's that prayer and 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 seeking that heart of christ and then mm-hmm. i i do think from there it it can look different but <clears throat> I, I, I think just what's on my heart is that's where it really starts is where's that focus at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you look at the world around us and just see that the, the world like as a whole is under the spiritual darkness of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And we see that coming out in all different ways. And, you know, scripture tells us that we are to make no friendship with the world mm-hmm. because friendship with the world is enmity towards God. And mm-hmm. he makes a clear distinction of you cannot serve both of these. You are mm-hmm. either all in over here or you are all in over here. And there is no riding on the fence as believers. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it um, comes down to what are you willing to set aside and what are you willing to embrace? Because mm-hmm. there's um, there can definitely be a pull, especially in watered down Christianity or modern Christianity of how much can I claim of the Lord here and still have my feet over here in the world. And even more than, you know, figuring out, oh, what's okay and what's not okay. That just shows a heart that's not willing to be completely given unto the Lord, but is still trying to see how Mm -hmm. much can I get away with over here because Mm -hmm. I'm not willing to do the hard things and to walk the narrow road of being set apart because being set apart is difficult because it means you're going to have to turn down so many things Mm -hmm. and turn aside so many things of this world because you know there's a choice that has to be made. And if you're not willing to make a choice, then you're not really willing to live set Mm -hmm. apart because it is a choice that has to be made. And, Mm -hmm. and it's not just living different than other people, but it's being set apart for the Lord. Cause I I don't know if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but especially I don't know if this is our generation or if people have always been like this, but especially in the online world, all over social media, I hear people say things, especially young people all the time of, oh, I want to be different and I want to stand out and I want to, even if it's in good ways, I I don't want to be the norm. I don't want to be average. I want to be different. And I'm like, that's, that's great. But what are you trying to be different for? You can be your own version of whatever. You can be set apart from other people in your job and how you do your hair. I don't know. But if it's not set apart for the Lord, yes. that's not actually biblical set apart living. That's just looking different than some earthly thing of whatever you're making up in your mind. And so it's not just living different than other people, but being set apart only unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wow. good. So good. I love that. And David, you shared this verse, but um, Romans 12 too, this is one of the verses mm-hmm. I had was, mm-hmm. um, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. And um, I feel like that verse does go with what you shared, yeah. you know, just like we can have this mindset of, okay, I'm going to be different and I'm going to be, you know, this and all of this, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, what are you being different? Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. are you trying to be different because you're trying to actually fit in in a way by being different? Like, right. you know, that's like the trend <laughs> yeah. right now. Or are you being different because you desire to follow the Lord in a holy and set apart way? Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, seeking to live for his kingdom, which is different than the world, you right. know? And so um, I really gained inspiration from Deuteronomy 14 too, which says, the Lord has chosen you to be his own mm-hmm. possession out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. And I think that's just so, it's so exciting that like we as children of God have been chosen and we do get to make this choice daily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you're scrolling on Instagram or you're going to church or you're going to the grocery store, like we get to make this choice mm-hmm. that as this chosen, you know, race that is following the mm-hmm. Lord, like how, how does that look? What does that look like? What are we going to do that does look different? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to enter into this situation with joy and with peace and with hope? Or am I going to enter into this situation trying to, you know, put someone down or approach it in anger, you know, whatever, right. like daily choices like that can, can make a difference as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I just really appreciate what you both shared and, um, you know, talking about what is going on in the world nowadays, even with this trend of being different, like that's Mm -hmm. good. Um, But what is the intention of your heart behind that? So what do you guys think it means to live in the world, but not of the world? Like, Mm -hmm. what does that look like exactly? Mm -hmm. Oh man, do do you want to answer that first? (laughs) Uh, Sure. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. (laughs) It, it, It is. 
you know, it, it's First John 2. Uh, it says, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. And again, just coming back to even what I said for that first question, it's I really think it comes down to where is your heart at? Um, we obviously live in this world. We're, we're sitting right here. We're in Colorado. We're clearly on this earth, right? And then when we go to the grocery store, we're, we're surrounded by all these different racial backgrounds and religious um, affiliations, et cetera, right? Um, so we're not always in these. We don't just always live in this cluster this uh, of Christians or, or like-minded people, right? No matter, even when we are with like-minded believers and or when we are in, um, when we are with a group of friends that may all be, let's say, Muslim, or for example, um, where's our heart at? And when, I, when it's truly set to loving the Father, when it's su- truly set toward um, the focus of Christ, um, again, just the outflow is it's so other than mm-hmm. the world. Um, and, I, and you said that earlier. I think, well, you know, it's that outflow, like it's, you don't have to make something up. You don't have to try to be different. You don't have to try to not be of the world. Well, there is a, there is a total action, but first it's when, when you are set on Christ, which I'm like totally striving for. I'm not speaking from a, watch me. I've I've figured this out. I'm like, I'm more preaching to myself. It's like, I need that heart of Christ in me. I need to be so filled with his spirit because then, um, you know, not taking part in, in clear acts of, of sin, for example, that's more of an obvious one. Um, or, or talking, um, a certain way that's just not edifying or uplifting, et cetera. Right. And again, you can right back to the first question, you can create this, this grid or this like legalistic framework that you operate in. And I I don't think it's that, that's not, um, I I don't, I don't see that as being spirit led necessarily. There's definitely things you put in place. Um, and, and obviously there are rules and Christ set that example, right? It's like, um, He's several times re-emphasized uh, Old Testament um, commands. So um, all that to say, I think it really comes down to where's our love at. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, practically, we could probably, if that's if you want to talk more about that, we could. But I, I just, I guess in my mind, it just keeps coming back down to situations are going to change. Mm-hmm. it's it's hard to there's not like a pill you take and you're not of the world <laughs> there's the spirit of christ the spirit of god that fills you and out of that it's this when when you have that there's a a unlikeness to the world naturally that comes or supernaturally i should mm-hmm. say that comes with that and so i really feel like that's where the focus where it yeah. starts yeah no, and I really like how you said that because even in my mind, I, I don't automatically go to practicals of, oh, you must do this and this and this to not be of the world. But I was just thinking of the life of Jesus because he literally came in a human body mm-hmm. in flesh form and walked this earth and was in our world in a very, very physical way, just mm-hmm. like we are, and yet never once became conformed to it. And so I was thinking about his life and Mm-hmm. And I don't know of anybody who has ever received as drastic responses to his life as Jesus did. I mean, think about it. There were people who loved him so much. His true followers were willing to die horrific deaths for him. People would come. They would bring their sick and their lame for miles and miles and miles just to lay them before his feet. They followed him. They flocked to him. They needed him so much. And then there were those who hated him beyond belief and wanted nothing more than to take his life, to falsely accuse him. Even one of his own followers would betray him. And mm-hmm. and so you think of all of these things and holy cow, Jesus really experienced like a lot of things on this yeah. earth. Like, can you can you imagine having you know, a group of people who wants to, um, 
take your physical life. They hate you that much. Mm -hmm. And people who are willing to lay down their own lives for you. And just seeing how even those two different drastic responses never shook Jesus. He Mm -hmm. never changed who he was. The people who, Mm -hmm. um, and, and the Lord, um, he, he is king of this earth. And so Jesus has every right to have a position in this world that we don't. And yet, even as the, even as the son of God in flesh, he still took the humble route, even though (laughs) rightfully I'm like, Jesus, you don't even need to, like you are, you are the son of God. And yet he still came to serve and people constantly, um, flocking to him and bowing to him. It didn't, puff him up with some kind of pride or make him Mm. feed off of people's Mm -hmm. love for him. Does that make sense? Where, um, where it didn't change his message because he was looking for people's affirmation. Mm. And yet those who were so against him, it also didn't sway him. It didn't frighten him to speak the truth. It didn't make him change his mind. It didn't make him water down the truth because he was afraid to offend, which is a very big thing that we do in modern days right now. And so just thinking about his life and how he was so unchangeable. And the reason he was is because he knew where his standard came from, where his approval came from. And he was living his life in light of what the father thought of him. Mm -hmm. And he was only doing that, which the father asked of him Mm -hmm. and the humans on this earth. He cares about them. But at the same time, we're just tiny people. We are not, um, Sometimes I think of that when I when I elevate people's opinions of me, I have to remind myself of that. They're just tiny people, Dana. Like mm-hmm. they're just people. And they are just as small as you are. Why would you elevate their thoughts of you more than the living God who actually mm-hmm. created you? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it I think comes down to where your approval comes from. Because if I am seeking the approval of this world, I am going to constantly be changing. I'm going to change my message for this person, for this person, for this person. Or if they don't accept me, I'm going to get offended or I'm going to get so beat down and so discouraged. Or if people just love what I have to say or love the way I live, I can very easily become puffed up with pride about it. And then it becomes all about me instead of the Lord. But if my standard is, it doesn't even matter one drop how the world responds to me because I am living for a kingdom that is outside this world. And as long as I know that the way I live is honorable to the Lord, then people's opinions and views can change all the time Mm -hmm. because that's how Jesus lived. Nothing of people's feedback to him Mm -hmm. swayed him or swayed his message ever. And so I see that as, wow, that is the exact way that we as his redeemed children are supposed to be in this earth, Mm -hmm. just like he was in this world, but not becoming of it. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. My drop. <laughs> so good, man. And oh, I'm like trying to wrap around my mind on all of that, just because it's so, there's so much truth to exactly what you both said. Um, I'm very passionate about identity and, yeah. you know, and knowing who you are in the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and, and walking out in that. And so um, I think you're so right. Like, things can change in this world and they can, all the different opinions could come and, you know, there's all the things on the news and you can be Mm -hmm. led to fear and and then the anxiety comes and so many things could be attacked all at once to try to transform you into something that the world wants you to be. But that really is where it's, you know, begins is like knowing who you are in God. Like, and I know I've said that several times, but like knowing your identity, knowing your worth, knowing, knowing how the Lord sees you and walking out in that and and walking out in eternal perspective, like focusing on the things of the kingdom, then it really doesn't matter what people think or fitting in with this group. What does this person think of me? Like, you know, if it's, if that's our focus, like it it doesn't matter. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so just powerful, but Mm -hmm. it's as simple as that as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, how do you all, how do you center your conversations, attitudes, actions, thoughts, all of those things um, around the things that are eternally based since we have been talking about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Are you going to let me answer this first? Sure, okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Man, that is a, that's a big question and it, it feels hard to answer it, not because I I don't have things that I know of that could help, but because I feel like it's something that I even struggle to walk in that um, makes me wonder, oh, how can I encourage somebody else in this when I feel like I'm not even that good at it myself? But um, again, a lot of it, man, this has been such a test for me since I was young because I, I used to really, really value 
the approval of people around me so much. I still do now. It's not as bad as it used to be because the Lord has renewed my mind. Praise the Lord. But it used to be really bad. And so what people thought of me would completely shake me if, if they thought down on me. And so it became a really awkward tension because even growing up, even amidst, even amidst um, Christian circles, things would come up in conversation where you just don't feel good about it. Or there's a conviction in your heart of this is not honoring to the Lord. This is not the kind of conversation that should be coming out. These are not the things we should be centering our time and our focus on. Even if they're not wrongful things, they're just so earthly minded. Why are we spending our time on this? And it became a really awkward tension for me because I'm like, okay, well, thanks for that conviction, Lord, but I don't want to say anything about it. Why don't you call on someone else in the group? Maybe they're braver. <laughs> but it, it, he was really testing me to see, Dana, are you willing to either maybe redirect this conversation if it's, um, you know, something that is just so wasteful or especially the hardest ones are especially the ones where you it's so blatantly wrong things that are being spoken of in conversation and you know are so worldly that you should not be participating in because you don't want to be the one Mm -hmm. to say something because what does that do it makes you look awkward it it gives off the whole you know oh what are you holier than thou it just I don't know it's just oh it's so hard and it's so not fun But then again, that's also putting people's approval above what the Lord is asking you to do and elevating tiny people above the Lord who created you. And so that was, um, that was, I remember that was my training ground with situations like that, which is why I bring it up because I, I would get into scenarios like that when I was younger. And that was the area that the Lord tested me in was, Dana, are you willing to, if it's a group setting where, you know, you don't need to be here, are you willing to just get up and walk away? You know, you don't need to engage in this. You don't need to be here. If it's a one-on-one friendship where I have, you know, more opportunity to talk with somebody, are you willing to actually address them on it? Are you willing to say, you know, hey, I I actually am not feeling good about this and this is why, or I don't think this is what we as believers are called to. Um, Obviously, if they're not a believer, it's a very different standard. But when you're talking with like-minded believers and you have the same standard, you are called to a life of holiness. And we Mm -hmm. need to be sharpening one another. And if we're not willing to because of fear of the other person, then we're elevating them above the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I guess a willingness to do that in social settings and conversations was a big area for me. And hmm, trying to think what else has been helpful. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you have any thoughts? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm thinking it. our mom has a saying, um, every time we're not sure what decision to make, we've got two things, two options, or, or even more than that. Mm-hmm. She'll say, what are you going to remember most in 20 years? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Saying yes to this or saying yes to this yep. or saying no to this or saying no to this. Right. And, um, you know, I think taking that mm-hmm. and just applying that eternally, you know, what is going to matter most in, in, in view of eternity in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, walking up to the coffee, I, I'm at the coffee shop a lot. I'm meeting people or I'm working there and it's like, okay, uh, does this barista need a word of encouragement? Um, what, what would, and one of the coffee shops I frequent, they're all of Christians, the baristas, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. So it's like, okay, how can I, um, uh, and you know, encourage this uh, this young gal or young guy um, in their walk in just a short um, mm-hmm. this short interaction um, down to conversations like this. You know, if we literally remove this mic and the computer recording and had this conversation, the same nothing change. Nothing should change, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we bring the mic and computer back. We're still having the same conversation, and it's. It's how can we support each other as brothers and sisters in Christ? We have an end goal, um, which is which is Christ to know Him and to make Him known, or at least that should be, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, when that is in in focus, I keep saying it when this mm-hmm. is in focus and right. this is in focus. But I think it really comes down to it's like okay, where what is our what's in view, mm-hmm. right? We do we have. Um, do we have a microscope to our eye? Are we just seeing the little things right now and we, we're missing the big picture? Do we have a telescope? Are we visionary? Mm-hmm. We only see, you know, five years down the road, we're missing mm-hmm. what's around us. If both of those are really good, but when we remove those and we see what's just in front of us, 
how does all the, how do those three things and um, how can we be actively supporting one another? And to those that aren't believers, how can we be sharing the light of Christ? I mean, we literally have the greatest hope ever. We have the greatest mm-hmm. joy ever. How do we, sh- what does that look like to share that? Um, and again, when that's your, when that's your focus, when that's your goal, it's very easy. Like I'll walk into the, back to the coffee shop example, I walk in and I'm, I'm thinking that next meeting, okay, what are we going to talk about? Do I have my notes ready? Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, okay, what's the Lord doing right now? Is this barista hurt? Does she need a quick word of encouragement? Mm-hmm. Can I support her in this? Or is there someone waiting for their drink? And I don't know if they're a believer or not, but I can just see there's there's something going on. Or maybe the spirit reveals like there's something going on. Am I walking into that coffee shop even willing to be led by the spirit in that mm-hmm. situation? Right. I think that's another thing. And I am keep yeah, using yeah. coffee shop as just one example, but this goes for everything. Walking into church, grocery store, mm-hmm. and not to over-spiritualize necessarily, but I also, you know, while we might be able to quote unquote over spiritualize things, we can't over Jesus anything. Mm-hmm. He is the author and creator of all things. So, you know, that should be, that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're on earth. The Lord was so gracious to draw us to himself. Mm-hmm. This desire we have to know him came from him <laughs> desiring us. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. We're, we're, this isn't some new thing that we're experiencing as, as 20 year olds, you know, in, in 2021, it's like, uh, this is something that the Lord has been doing for generations. How, how do we surrender to that and allow him to work, work through us in all situations? Right. And I think it, that's such a big key is coming down to surrender. Mm -hmm. Like if you are so focused and I'm with you, girl, like I've grown up with this people pleaser mindset and Mm -hmm. like, I got to do this and oh, I don't want to stand up in the group because I'm afraid of what people think of me and all this. But like, if we truly are surrendered to the Lord's will, Mm -hmm. there's like no other better place to Mm -hmm. be. And like, it's hard to be in those groups and being like, okay, I don't feel like this is honoring to the Lord. I need to stand up and bring up something in this conversation. Um, but if you're surrendered to God's will, like mm-hmm. he's going to give you the strength to do that. And following the Holy Spirit's lead, like you said, like he will, he will convict us. He will lead us. Yeah. And you may be having fear that, okay, I'm supposed to go encourage this person in the grocery store. or Maybe I'm just to let the person into traffic. They don't even know I'm a believer, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just to, to be kind <laughs> and to show love. Like God's going to give you the strength to do those things, no matter how drastic it is, no matter how tiny it is, he's going to give you those strength. And especially if it's the Holy Spirit's leading. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm reminded of this lady I met a few days ago, actually in a coffee shop. (laughs) Um, But she, she literally was just having so much joy on her face and she, she was dressed so cool. Like she had this like hippie dress on and like (laughs) this headband and this huge sunflower. And I was just like, wow, she just looks so cool. Like, um, I, I just felt led to go talk to her. I was like, hi, you know, your, your outfit's awesome. And I could just see you had so much joy on your face. And so we just start talking and she's sharing with me that she is in stage four cancer right now. And she has gone through chemo twice and it has come back and they're like, okay, it's time to go on chemo again. And she's like, I'm not doing it. I, I, I can't do this again. And so she's in this place of surrender to the Lord. Um, and she could literally die today. She could live for 10 more years. You know, you don't know, but she just was living with so much joy. Wow. And she, awesome. she went around to random people in the coffee shop and she was just talking with them. And I, I just was so inspired by that because, mm-hmm. and she was a believer too. We started talking about that. And so I was inspired by that because no matter your situation, you you can be set apart, you can be different, mm-hmm. and you might look like a crazy person compared to the world. Like right. there could be those people that are like, what is she doing going and talking to all these people? Or she's praying with that person, what? You know, that's so weird. Or, oh, she brought up a different topic in the conversation. Like, oh, she thinks she's better than us. Like, <laughs> you know, it just like, however the Lord is leading, like he's gonna fill your cup up and it's mm-hmm. so worth it in the end if we're living for the kingdom. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. I was inspired by that. So how do you all um truly let your choices come from a place of joyful surrender rather than obligation? Because mm-hmm. it, it can be very hard to be like, okay, I need to be a good Christian and you know, I need to do all these things yeah. for Jesus. But instead to have that mindset of no, like I get to do this for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like I have this, this opportunity that I'm blessed with to be living for his name. So how do you all live with that joy instead of obligation? 
Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's a lot of time spent in the presence of the Lord. I don't even know how else to say it, but if if you do not have a genuine love for the Lord and a personal relationship with Him every day, then the things that you feel like you're supposed to do because your parents told you or you hear it in church on a Sunday, it's going to become so rules-based, but it's not ever birthed out of a relationship that you have with Him. And your relationship will not grow with Him unless you put the time into it constantly. And asking the Lord, this is something that I've been asking Him, and I will just tell you, it is one of the hardest prayers that you could ever, ever pray, but it is the best prayer you could ever pray, is asking the Lord to give you his heart, to mm-hmm. burden your heart with the things that burden his, to for him to give you his eyes so that you see every situation around you the exact way he sees it, mm-hmm. that you see every person you encounter yeah. the exact way he encounters. Because if you're living with fleshly eyes, you're just going to see everything from an earthly perspective and just live your life in a really shallow way. And did I get my job done today? Did I, you know, whatever the normal things are. And obviously we need to do our job, but I think we miss out on so many opportunities to live for the kingdom because our eyes are not trained to see what is God seeing right now? Mm. How does he see this person? How is he looking beyond the surface of this situation and seeing into the depths of their heart? And we'll never know what needs to be spoken or what needs to be done in this situation because we're so busy and just the, okay, I went to the gas station to pump my gas. And once I'm done, I will leave. But unless you're in tune with the Holy Spirit and actually carrying the heart of God every single day, you're never going to realize, oh, wait a second. I'm pretty sure that person is struggling with something today and I actually know what needs to be spoken to them. Now I just have to go and do it. But I know that because that's God's heart for them and he's using us as people. The Lord wants to use us as people to carry his plans and his purposes Mm -hmm. through on this earth. He doesn't even have to. He's God. He could do anything (laughs) he wants. And I still don't understand why he chooses to use us as people, but he wants to. And that is his way that he chooses to work on this earth. And so if there's a person who is completely surrendered to him, open to him, growing in relationship with him and asking, Father, can you please give me your heart? Mm -hmm. He longs to give that to his children. Mm -hmm. And once you begin carrying the heart of God and seeing things through the Father's eyes, Mm -hmm. your life will never be the same. Mm -hmm. You will never be able to just ignore that person and walk away from the gas station when God burdens your heart. You won't be able to Mm -hmm. because God's heart feels so deeply for the hearts of the people of this world that when you carry his heart, you feel so deeply that you can no longer live any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know, like it's not something you can necessarily just practically force out of yourself because it's all right. birthed out of a relationship with the Lord and actually learning how to carry his heart every single day. Yeah, no, that's really good. And it's a beautiful thing when it is truly of the Lord and from the Lord, when it's mm-hmm. that just outflow of that relationship, mm-hmm. like you're saying, because you could, you could literally subscribe to 10 dozen podcasts on how to how to talk to someone at the gas station how to or when to <laughs> yeah. or or you know right or what to say it's not about that it's it's about being one with Christ essentially being in him and him in you and and that relationship like you're saying it re- and I totally second I really have nothing to add it's just <laughs> it is it's that being uh that being in relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. you don't have to force anything. It's not like you you should feel condemned because oh, I went to the gas station. I didn't talk to anyone. That's not what it's about. It's about mm-hmm. are you one with the Spirit? Are, are you mm-hmm. are you walking in stride with Him? Um, so that when He calls you to speak to someone, mm-hmm. then you are obedient. It really comes down to are you surrendered to the Spirit, and then are you walking out of obedience from that? Obedience mm-hmm. surrender is where it's at. So it's not this. Right made up forced working right well then the things the lord is asking of you or even if it requires going out of your way Mm -hmm. in a normal day it it goes from being this are you serious that is so inconvenient for me Mm -hmm. because helping others is always going to be inconvenient (laughs) or changing the plans for your day or whatever it is it's always going to be inconvenient in an earthly sense Mm -hmm. but when it is birthed out of lord i love you so much did you just ask me to do something for your kingdom did you you actually want to use me for that person over there like you could have used anybody but if i can be used by you and 
the more and more you love the Lord, the more of a joy it is when he asks you to do something for him because it is an honor instead of, right. And I don't know, a, a drudgery, if that's the right sure. word or yeah. something negative like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. It is, it is all about love, mm-hmm. honestly, where your love is found and then the love of the father flowing through you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that's a great way to yeah. put that. And I think it can be so easy for, because this is what I've seen, and I don't know if you all have seen this, but on one side, you get the very legalistic, like, Mm -hmm. I have to do this to, you know, be pleasing to God Mm -hmm. and all of these things, and God commands me to and all this. Mm -hmm. Or on the flip side of, oh, yeah, I'm doing this because I, I, you know, get to show off and, you know, like that (laughs) pride. Um, But it really, really does come down to, to relationship, to following Christ in love. Mm-hmm. And I, I love what you said, like having that joy of like, Lord, you asked me to do that. Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, I don't deserve that, but I get to do this for you, God. Like, wow, thank you so much. And so coming from that place of like gratitude and just, you know, following him in obedience is like such an honor and we don't deserve it. And so um, I, I really love that. And um, I think it was you, David, who talked about um, finding like that fulfillment in the Lord and and that's the place that we get to follow him obediently Mm -hmm. and and i have met several people um this past summer that at summer camp that i was at and they truly just were on fire for the lord like there were so many moments where they felt like okay let's do a worship night tonight it was because their fulfillment was in god it Mm -hmm. wasn't in okay i'm gonna go hang out with these friends tonight i want to play foosball instead of worship the lord like Mm -hmm. they they had and nothing wrong with that by the way yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no totally like you know there there was just complete joy and Mm -hmm. and unity with the lord like that was where their passion was Mm -hmm. and that is what led them to do so many things like all their decisions um and i was inspired by a quote by amy carmichael and it says it's not that he forbids us this or that to have comfort in life but is 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 loving the lord and voluntarily laying aside the things that the world loves that for our part our hearts may be ravished with the things of heaven and that our whole being may be poured forth in constant and unreserved devotion in the service of the lord that died to save us and so it really does come down to loving yeah. the Lord. And because of that, that's why we follow in obedience is because it's love and passion for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it made me think of the next question is, you know, with having this love for the Lord and wanting to follow in obedience, what does it look like to lay down our cross daily? Because mm-hmm. it can look like so many things. So what do you all feel like it looks like? <laughs> You know, it's starting with from a heart of love, right? I think that's where actually, I guess really quick, just to one other thought back a question or two is, you know, the the world is working so hard to fulfill themselves. Mm -hmm. Those that are living these worldly lifestyles that are living apart from God, they're working so hard. They really are. Mm -hmm. They might be, they might think they're finding joy, but they're, they're really trying so hard to fulfill something and an ache and desire within them that truly only the Lord can, Mm -hmm. can fill, which is what you were just saying just a minute ago. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been saying for a while, Christianity is really simple. It's not easy. It's really hard, but it's really simple Mm. because it comes down to Christ and Christ in us. Um, And so, you know, this question, you know, specifically practical action steps, I think starts there, that relationship. We've said it several times already. It's like, um, you've got to be in relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You've, and, and, pleading with him for his love in you um because then i mean that can look like so many different things giving its its selflessness essentially mm-hmm. um that's what christ did he he gave of himself he he did not consider himself when he when he took up his cross and, and carried that to calvary and um i mean goodness that little arguments right it's like this really does not matter mm-hmm. not you know picking your hills to die on and you're know, choosing those it's like 
I think that's that's a huge one. We how many times do we have disagreements with people? We're human. We're we're going. We we have we've barely known you, but we're probably gonna have disagreements. Like yeah. okay, but what are the hills to die on? And and choosing to love others in that decision. It's like okay, maybe this is something we just agree to disagree on. But I still am gonna love you as a sister in Christ. Like right. that's just not mm-hmm. even negotiate. That's not on the table to negotiate. Um, and so, um, gosh, I. I I think once you're in that place of just um, well, first loving the Lord, but then preferring others, mm-hmm. um, your eyes do get open to a lot of different things, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, okay, um, man, um, patience is one that's coming to my mind, you know, different mm-hmm. situations like, okay, man, Lord. I need your patience. Lord, I need your love. Lord, I need your grace right now. I need your strength. And that's, that's the cool thing is like, we can't, the cross is too heavy for us to carry. He carries it. And that's, that's, that's a beautiful thing. It's like what we need, we don't have Mm -hmm. what, what's required of us. We can't do, but Christ has done it and he can do it. And so uh, that's at least encouraging for me because I'm still trying to think of practicals. Yeah, but I mean, huh? just pray the prayer, ask God to refine you, and you'll figure out all kinds of areas that you had no idea needed to be rooted out of you. It's yeah, it's a lot. And Scripture talks so much about um, the flesh within us waging war against the Spirit of God that um, mm. resides in us, and it can be this very common misconception that, oh no, I gave my life to the Lord. Therefore, you know, my flesh ought to be rooted out. And yes, yes. I mean, your, your flesh no longer needs to rule you, but it will still try to overcome you constantly. And if you just assume that when you give your life to the Lord, that that war will Mm -hmm. be over inside of you and it will just be the most natural thing and the easiest thing to follow in the Lord's steps, then you're going to be in for a pretty rude awakening because scripture says that narrow and difficult is the way that leads to life. Mm -hmm. It does not say the road is easy. That's the broad road that most people take. (laughs) And there's a reason they take it. It's because it's easy. And there is life to be found on the narrow path that very few find because they're not willing to walk a difficult road. They expect ease because um, it can be this, and I don't quite understand it, but there can be this mentality of, oh, well, now that I'm a Christian, I'm not going to receive any, I don't know, difficulty in life, or I'm not going to have to walk through things because Jesus already conquered everything on the cross. <laughs> Honey, like, your journey's no. just starting. <laughs> you really don't know what you're in for. Oh, you man. have the spirit of the living God yeah. living inside of you. Yes. This is the most incredible life you could ever live. Do you understand that when you mm-hmm. choose to follow Jesus, not only do you get access to his life living inside of you, but you literally put the biggest target right on your back mm-hmm. that the enemy now goes, okay, I'm going really hard after that one because I want to take them down because they are a threat to the, the kingdom of darkness. And so if if you are not prepared to have to die to your flesh every single day, then you're you're going to be very um, jolted when all mm-hmm. of a sudden your fleshly passions are trying to wage war inside of you, and you're like, "Wait, what? I thought I, you know, wasn't supposed to have any impatience in me anymore. Isn't the fruit <laughs> of the spirit patience? It is if you allow the spirit to rule you. But yeah. you can still make the choice to, mm-hmm. you know, what? I'm not going to continue to submit to the spirit. I'm going to allow my flesh to rule, and that's when you can go right back into your old lifestyle because you have to crucify the flesh every single day. It's not something that just, Oh, I don't have any issues with this anymore. (laughs) And so it's, Mm -hmm. it's a really, really, it's a very difficult thing to do. Um, And it's especially hard in the people that we're closest to. It's way easier to die to yourself and to, Oh, I'm going to live poured out for this lady I met at the coffee shop. But then when the Lord asks you to go speak a word to your sibling, like, excuse me, excuse me. Do you know what they did this morning? (laughs) That no, (laughs) there's no way. I wasn't wasn't talking about you necessarily. (laughs) 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 But my mom always had this thing that she told us and, I mean, it sounded harsh when we were kids, but I understand it now. 
she always told us that you are no holier than you are in your own home. Mm -hmm. And if there is something that you cannot live out inside of your own household, Mm -hmm. but you can go and do it with everybody else, you are a fake and you are a phony. And if you cannot do it in our house, you have no business going outside of the store and doing Mm it. And when we were little, we're like, oh my goodness, that's (laughs) like, how do we do this? And as we got older, I'm like, okay, wow. That is so true. It is so easy for mm-hmm. me to lay my life down and to walk a difficult road and sacrifice and take up my cross and for all these other people, mm-hmm. but the ones inside of my home. That is the hardest place for us all to live a life unto the Lord. And yet if it's genuine, it needs to start in the hardest of places. It has to start in our inner circle. Otherwise, it's not really genuine when we go out of our home to do it. And so I would say that that is where that has to start is in your own life and in your own home and Mm. in the direct people God has you involved in, not just looking for where's the easiest place for me to take up my cross. Taking up your cross is hard. And so there's there's not an easy way to do it, but it is where you find the most life. Mm. Wow. That's really convicting to me. Just uh, (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Like... uh, we only have a few more minutes. Well, we can go as long as we want. But um, this summer was truly one of the hardest summers that I've had to walk through um, because some things that have happened. Um, but specifically this one situation that was happening, I was walking out in my flesh mm-hmm. a lot with that situation. And I walked into summer camp thinking like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, just abide in the Lord completely. Like it's just me and Jesus. And yet the enemy was like, um, no, like I'm going to do anything I can to try to distract you mm-hmm. from yeah. this eternal perspective and walking in the ways of the Lord. And so, um, you know, I, I really did go into camp thinking that nothing was going to happen. Right. It was that pride. But yet there was things that happened and I fell in my flesh and it, it, I wasn't walking out in obedience to the Holy Spirit. And so what the Lord has now been growing inside of me after this experience, like, though it was hard, like. God has been able to teach me so much and has rid so many things inside of me that yes, they may try to come pop up again, but I'm aware of it now. Like I wasn't aware of it before. And so, um, it, I think part of laying our cross down daily is just realizing like, okay, there are going to be things that are going to try to come up and try to distract us and try to pull us away from the Lord. Um, but if we are in intimacy and relationship and having fulfillment in him, like we we're going to be striving to live for his name. Mm-hmm. And like when you're in a relationship yeah. with someone, you start becoming like them. Like, yeah. um, you know, my older sister, when she got married, she started becoming like her husband and we we're like, Whoa, what's happening. But <laughs> that's just what happens in a yeah. relationship. And so I think it's the same with the Lord is when you are in deep, intimate relationship with him, yeah. your desires, like you're being cultivated by him. Like his desires start becoming your desires right. and you start wanting to follow him in his will and laying our cross down daily. And mm-hmm. for those that we don't know, for those mm-hmm. we do know in the home, out the home, whatever the case may be mm-hmm. is focusing on like, okay, how can I serve this person better? How can I love this person better? Um, how can I set this person above myself, you know, and right. um, seek to please the Lord in that. So yeah, I, I loved your answer. That was great. I've been inspired just by how you guys follow the Lord. And um, I know we just met today, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> it's just like, you can you can see a lot on social media, not everything, but mm-hmm. you can see a lot on social media. And so um, what I've seen in you guys on social media, and even today, just the short bit of knowing you mm-hmm. is this desire that you guys have to walk with the Lord, to follow out his, his plan for your life and to follow in obedience. And so I wanted to ask you all, how are you all practically trying to live as people who desire to be set apart for God. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, desire is definitely the key word in that. Um, that's where I, you know, it, it's starting for me. It's like, I desire that. Um, how that looks, I, simply it's developing that relationship with the Lord, um, cultivating that, right? It's, it's spending time in prayer, uh, more time in the word. Um, that's, the best place we can find ourselves, um, and yeah, I think practically that's where I've really been just like been coming back to. It's like that foundation. It's like I really want a firm. Well, he is our firm foundation, but meaning a firm foundation, foundational relationship with him, and mm-hmm. and making sure that that is mm-hmm. that is built well. Um, you know, having those, having people discipling you is 
critical. Well, yeah. it's also a key command in scripture, so <laughs> it's a little more than there's critical. That. There, there's that too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, that's huge. And so, you know, finding godly, faithful men or women to pour into us mm -hmm. respectfully, right? And and disciple us in what it looks like to to walk with Christ and. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's one of the, other than being in the word, pursuing the word through prayer, it's just spending time with him, whether that's in stillness or, or any of those other areas. Um, other than that, I think pursuing discipleship is just absolutely critical, mm -hmm. um, for that. Yeah. And that's what, that's also what I'm practically uh, trying to do, I'm, I'm still, I even now I've, I've got two men discipling me, but I'm praying. It's like, Lord, bring, bring me someone that is so, so, um, surrendered to you, mm. um, that can, that would come and, and disciple me, mm. uh, alongside of these other men that, that are in my life. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, the, the biggest way I'm learning how to walk this out practically right now is the Lord has really been highlighting the word value to me over these last few months. And it's really made me re-examine a lot of things in my life because I, I didn't realize I had my own value system on what I call the most important in my life. And that in a lot of ways, it was not in alignment with what God says is valuable in my life. And I even spiritualized the whole thing too. Like it sounded very biblical and I kept thinking, okay, well, if I, if I'm living a faithful Christian life, I need to be on mission doing this and I need to be doing this outreach and this and this and this. And then the Lord would call me to do certain things at home of Dana. I, I actually need you to go fold that batch of laundry. I'm like, come on. What about like Cambodia? Like I thought we were doing something big. You know, I, I can do these things in my life right now. Why, why are we not doing this? wouldn't that be more valuable for your kingdom? Because in my mind, it just makes sense. These big things for the Lord. And there are times he calls people to that. But in my mind, like, I, I just have this value system of, well, this is the most important. This and the laundry is like at the bottom. Like, do we even need to fold laundry in, in eternity perspective that much? And we, we do. We, I was like, uh, <laughs> yes, let's I, do it. I actually am very particular about laundry. But in the scheme of things, it doesn't seem nearly as big as Cambodia. And... Anyway, the Lord has been showing me that whatever he asks me to do in an exact day and in an exact moment is the most valuable thing that I could be spending my life on. Mm -hmm. And anything I try to go outside of is going to be less valuable than that one thing mm -hmm. he just asked me to do, which sounds so backwards because I'm like, but these things I'm coming up with, they seem so much bigger and more mm -hmm. important. But if it's not what God is asking me to, it's not what he's going to bless and it's not what he's going to lead in. And therefore there's not going to be fruit that comes from it because that's not even what he asked me to do. It's me trying to do my own plans and asking him to bless them. Mm -hmm. And the things that God is asking of me are probably going to change week to week. And this thing that was the most valuable thing for me to do over here, if he calls me to something next week, now this is the new most valuable thing mm -hmm. for me to do. And so when I start looking at everything like that, I think, okay, wow, I am not maybe doing the things I thought I was going to be doing. But you know what? If you are, if you're asking me to go and meet with that one person who I didn't really want to, I'd rather reach hundreds over here. But if you're placing value on this one person's heart and that's what you're asking me to do, then I, I say that that's valuable to me too, because it's valuable enough for the king of the universe to literally go out of his way and ask me to do it. Yeah. So why would that not be important to me? And it, it makes you live very differently and, and you have to really die to the whole comparison game of, well, this other, you know, all these other Christians are doing this and that and the other. And that's because that's what God has called them to. And he's mm -hmm. blessing that exact thing he's asking them to. But if that is not the same for you, then that is not the most valuable place that he has for you. Mm -hmm. And he, what he places value on needs to be way more important than our little system that we make for ourselves. Otherwise, we're never going to know what it really looks like to walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit because he will empower us as we walk within his will, but not when we walk outside of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so that's what I'm learning. So good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love it, guys. So so good. Like so encouraging. And I just pray, like whoever's listening to this, that they hear these words that you all are speaking, and just they they have this desire to grow closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like that's always my desire through these podcast episodes. Is 
God truly just would push me on the way because I want people to fall deeper in love with our Savior. And yes. so I think like through this conversation, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that people will. Um, because like I already have been like I'm hearing you guys, I'm like, I just want to go read my Bible right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to spend time with the Lord and just spend time at his feet. And so um I just pray that that's the the same spirit that people have when they listen to this. So oh man, guys, guys are awesome. I'm just oh so encouraged, but um for for those who have listened to this episode and they want to find out where you guys are at, I, I told them I was like, okay, it's gonna sound creepy, but tell them your address and social security number and all yeah. of that. But, um, no, so where can people find you at or follow you? Yeah, um, let's go Instagram at d.kcoleman. Um, that's the easiest for me at this point. There's a link there with all the rest of my contact info. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Instagram handle is Bella Marketplace. And from there, you can find any other thing that I linked. <laughs> yeah. Credit card the... is saved on the site. Yeah, yeah. you will not find <laughs> that in a highlight. Click the link in bio. <laughs> yeah. I need to find that. Yeah, yeah I need to take that down. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I will say both of your accounts, like I said in the beginning, are encouraging, but um, it's super cool too how, you know, you're doing videography and photography, and even though you said you're not, I, I think you are, but um, <laughs> <Yes. and> then, <laughs> Dana has this awesome store on Etsy, Aww. and this is the Bella Marketplace that you can find, so um, I bought several products from you, so thank go, you. go buy all the things, because they're amazing, but uh, thank you so much, both of you, for being on the podcast, and driving all this way, and um, just for encouraging whoever's listening to this, you guys are awesome, yeah. thank Absolutely. you for having us, yeah, thanks for having us, God bless you and the podcast, thank you, appreciate it, all right, well, I'll talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.